is 744. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Joseph Zechevich. A new law is now in effect across West Virginia to implement more effective reading education. The inspiration and the hope that if I can make sure that all of my little first graders leave knowing how to read, what other gift could you give to someone's life than teaching them how to read? That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. President Gordon Gee hinted at more cuts for West Virginia University in his State of the University address today, Monday. Chris Schultz has more. Gee opened his remarks by acknowledging the impacts of the academic transformation process that has cut dozens of programs and close to 150 faculty positions. He highlighted several of the university's successes, including a National Astronomy Award, before returning to the issue of the university's budget deficit. WVU is facing a $45 million budget shortfall, and Guy says the 2024 budget was designed to reduce expenses by around $21 million. Through the academic program review process, we are estimating the university will yield around $17.3 million in savings by fiscal year 27. However, the majority of savings will be realized in fiscal year 25. Reviews of WVU's Beckley and Kaiser campuses, as well as WVU Extension, are slated for January 2024. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. West Virginia's Senate Finance Committee chair says to expect more indictments like the one last week involving a DHHR manager and COVID-19 testing. Randy Yowie has more. Department of Health and Human Resources Supervisor Tim Pretty faces federal charges of lying to the FBI and false statements before a grand jury regarding the accounting of $34 million in COVID-19 tests and supplies. Senate Finance Committee Chair Eric Tyre, Republican from Putnam County, says the indictment stemmed from his committee's investigation into state COVID-19 testing and funding. Tar says the inspector general is still investigating COVID-19 spending directly related to the governor's gift and charities funds, among other issues. There are investigations that are still out there on this governor. As they go for more forward, you're going to see more and more of these types of dialogue. In a media briefing last week, Justice said the pandemic created state agency confusion, and in the case of Pretty, the court will decide his fate. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. The national nonprofit Solar United Neighbors has launched a new program to help farmers and rural small business owners secure federal solar grants. Caroline McGregor reports. Solar United Neighbors helps facilitate solar grant funding through the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Rural Energy for America program. Solar United Neighbors West Virginia Program Director Leah Barber says the Ready Set Solar REAP program guides prospective new members through the competitive grant application process. It's just a really great opportunity for folks here in the state. I believe between 2018 and 2022, we had about like $4.3 million allocated for REAP funding. Um, all of the grantees that I've spoken to, they've just really experienced myriad benefits. Barber says the REAP grants can offset as much as 50% of solar installation expenses. For more information, visit wvpublic.org. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor. We've all heard the phrase, the check's in the mail, but this time it's real, and you may not even know it's coming. Eric Douglas has the story. The state treasurer's office recently mailed checks to more than 3,300 state residents. In total, the checks are worth more than $3.7 million. These are unclaimed property the treasurer's office is tasked with returning to its rightful owners. 
Treasurer Riley Moore reminded state residents to check their mail for envelopes identified as West Virginia Cash Now. Recipients should have received letters in July notifying them that they should be receiving a check through the new program. The checks are good for six months, otherwise they will be voided and the funds go back to the unclaimed property division. West Virginia Cash Now launched last year as an automated system to return unclaimed property without the need to file paperwork with the treasurer's office. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Eric Douglas in Charleston. Vaccine confusion and access are at the forefront of health experts' minds as we arrive in the respiratory illness season. Emily Rice has more. With a new COVID-19 vaccine, the annual flu shot, and new recommendations alongside a new RSV vaccine, it is no wonder some are left confused about which shot to get when and where. Dr. Stephen Eschenauer is the Canal Charleston Health Officer. He said there have been recent spikes in COVID-19 hospitalization cases in West Virginia. Thankfully, this past week, we actually had a little bit of a dip. Hopefully, that is a that we have peaked, but it's hard to say. We had two weeks where it was the same high level. Eschenauer said most health insurers cover the COVID-19 vaccine, but there are free doses of the new vaccine provided by the state for those without insurance. But uh, thankfully, we do indeed have the new COVID vaccine here at the Canal Charleston Health Department. We have uh, all three, Moderna, Pfizer, and Novavax. We have them for both insureds, and we have doses for those who are uninsured as well that are free. In addition, PEIA, the state's health insurance provider, considers the COVID-19 vaccine a medical benefit and therefore covers vaccination at pharmacies and healthcare providers, according to Samantha Knapp, Director of Communications at the West Virginia Department of Administration. Eschenauer said the rollout of the new COVID-19 vaccine has been slower when compared with previous boosters and vaccines, but that most facilities have them in stock. But I would call your local pharmacy and see if they do have the vaccine and or health department to see if they have the vaccine, uh, many of which do have the vaccine at this point. Another fall respiratory illness, respiratory cyclical virus, or RSV, has medication and vaccines for people to contend with this year. After consulting with a physician, the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, recommends that adults 60 years of age and older may receive a single dose of the RSV vaccine. Pregnant people are also eligible for the RSV vaccine, depending on how far along in their pregnancy they are. One of the things that has been a little bit concerned is where it's a new vaccine a number of the insurers are just are just now getting on board as to the insurance coverage for that vaccination and we some do and some don't so before i would seek to get the vaccine i would contact your insurer this year, the FDA approved the monoclonal antibody treatment Bayfortis for children, which acts like a vaccine by protecting against severe disease for a single RSV season. For children, I would have uh, all parents consult with their pediatrician on getting the RSV vaccine and or antibodies for their child. Eschenauer said the healthcare system is not seeing the number of flu cases it did at this point last year and credits early vaccination. Thankfully, we're not seeing that yet. We've been very, uh, very positive about the public 
demand to get the flu shot and have had robust uh, flu vaccination numbers early this year. And that may have been because flu hit early last year. For Appalachia Health News, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. It is 7.52. This is West Virginia Morning. And for weather in West Virginia today, mostly sunny skies, frosty start this morning, temperatures in the mid-60s to low 70s. Tonight, clear skies, lows from the mid-40s, with Wednesday, mostly sunny skies and temperatures from the mid-60s to 70s. Support for WVPB is provided by Dutch Miller Subaru in Charleston. Dutch Miller Automotive is proud to be dedicated to multiple community service initiatives and local charities. More about our team and the Subaru Love Promise at DutchMillerSubaru.com. And by Solar Hauler. Making clean energy available to West Virginia homeowners of all income levels. More at SolarHauler.com. Reading is a fundamental life skill. Studies show that if children aren't up to speed by the third grade, it can indicate future difficulties in and out of the classroom. As Chris Schultz reports, a new law is now in effect across West Virginia to implement more effective reading education. Then today, Ms. Vicki's going to be calling a group, and I'm going to be calling a group back to our tables. Everybody got that? Yeah. yeah. All right. At the Brewston School in Preston County, Robin Hagedorn's first graders are preparing to break up into small groups for the day's reading lesson. It takes me a whole month to train my kids in their stations so that they know what to do. This weekend I was nervous and I worried and I, I wanted to make sure I had all of my ducks in a row for, for Miss Vicki and myself. Miss Vicki is Vicki Neiman, a paraprofessional that joined Hagedorn's classroom this year. Hagedorn says she is so grateful to have the extra help because individualized learning in small, student-led groups by six-year-olds is made much easier by having another adult in the classroom. And Neiman agrees. Having that second person, you can just jump in if you see somebody getting off task or needing a page turned, and you don't have to disrupt the whole entire class. I feel like it's going smoothly. Neiman is in a first-grade classroom this fall thanks to House Bill 3035, also known as the Third Grade Success Act. Passed earlier this year by the state legislature, the law aims to address low reading and math test scores across the state. Jonah Atkins is the director of the Office of Pre-K through 12 Academic Support for the West Virginia Department of Education. I think the legislature understood the need to close the achievement gap as it pertains to literacy in our state. They saw just the need in general to do something uh, to address our deficits. There was a sense of urgency there. The most recent results of the National Assessment of Educational Progress, published in October of 2022, show that West Virginia students had some of the lowest reading scores in the nation and were at least 10 percent behind the national average. Atkins says bringing extra help into the classroom will be one of the most visible changes of many implemented by the law. But he points out the name, Third Grade Success Act, only hints at the scope of the undertaking. The work to ensure that students are reading on level by the third grade starts much earlier. 
that would actually be kindergarten through third grade that are actually getting, you know, this instruction. ECATs, early classroom childhood assistant teachers, this year they were introduced in first grade. Next year they will be introduced in second grade, and the year following they will be introduced in third grade. The state's educators aim to achieve results through several changes, including regularly screening and assessing students' development, continuous contact with parents and guardians, and focusing instruction on what is called the science of reading. Mindy Allinger is Associate Professor of Literacy Instruction for pre-service and in-service teachers at Marshall University. She says phonemic awareness is the foundation of how children learn to read. Phonemes are the distinct sounds that make up a word. We're segmenting a word by sounds like cat, k, at, or manipulating if I take off the k, but add a m, then that's mat. So that's manipulating. All of those are features of phonemic awareness. West Virginia is following the lead of other states like Mississippi and Tennessee that focus on evidence-based fundamentals like phonemic awareness to produce repeatable results across classrooms. Before, most counties tended to choose one curriculum and stick to it. Now, teachers are welcome to draw from multiple sources as long as what they implement is aligned with the science of reading. Allinger likens it to medical care. What worked in the past shouldn't trump cutting-edge research research, meaning it's numbers. We're not looking at anecdotal where I say, oh, well, my little one learned to read like this, or I like to teach like this, or this is how I learned. Instead, this is all based on research. And so it's uh, quantitative, meaning we have numbers. Uh, it's reliable. Uh, and reliable just means that it is, uh, can the results be reproduced no matter who's testing, no matter what conditions? And it's valid, meaning that it's really testing what it says it's going to test. Allinger and other educational trainers say the science of reading already underpinned most literacy instruction nationwide. So teaching programs have not had to change their curriculums. Before this year, the level of awareness of the science of reading and its application have varied greatly from county to county in West Virginia. That led the Department of Education to launch a teacher training initiative. As you can only imagine, we're on all different levels across the state. We have some um, people that they're just learning about the science of reading. They've never heard it before. But then we also have some really great high flyers that have been using it in their classroom and um, that we are highlighting as model examples in the classroom. Kelly Griffith is a coordinator of the Office of Pre-K through 12 academic support for the West Virginia Department of Education. She says the state office has been hosting trainings all summer and into the fall, as well as creating a library of resources online. We've been doing regional rollouts for county level. We're taking the county level admin, the LEAs of each county, and we are training them on all of the resources that we have developed to date. So they have everything that we've developed for educators. Our plan is to build the capacity in the districts and support them because they know best the needs of their individual counties and where their teachers are. One of the next steps for the implementation of the Third Grade Success Act will be a focus on numeracy and math education, another subject where state test scores have lagged after the COVID-19 pandemic. But in these early months, the focus for Allinger and other educators remains on reading. The inspiration and the hope that if I can make sure that all of my little first graders leave knowing how to read, what other gift could you give to someone's life than teaching them how to read? For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown.
West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website at wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureau is, comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's episode. I'm Joseph Zachevich. <laughs>